Conan O'Brien needs a fan. Want to talk to Conan? Visit teamcoco.com slash call Conan. Okay, let's get started. Hey, this is Conan O'Brien. You're listening to Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan. This is a bit of a uh, different episode today. A fan from Iran approached us and uh, wanted to speak on the podcast. We're going to call him Amir. We've changed his name and his voice so that he can remain anonymous for obvious reasons. Also, I should mention at one point you'll hear a bleep that was put in at Amir's request for his safety. Uh, it's very dangerous to speak out in Iran, particularly at this moment. And so we want to make sure we do everything we can to protect this young man. I do want to give a quick disclaimer or trigger warning. You're going to hear Amir describe the situation uh, there in great detail. Many of the details are brutal. They're difficult to hear. So just keep that in mind. A lot of people obviously may listen to this episode and wonder how they can help out. If you're one of those people, you can visit at Team Coco Podcasts on Instagram for more information on how you can get involved to help the people in Iran. Uh, so let's talk to Amir. Hey, Amir, how are you? Oh my God. I'm just, you know, it's amazing. Like, I couldn't be there right now. I can't get a visa. This is the only way I can see you. This is a dream come true. <laughs> Amir, it's very flattering. I'm, I know that Amir is not your real name, but I will call you Amir. Um, <laughs> I think it's important for us to describe Amir, I'd, I'd first like to know, how is it you're able to reach out to us technologically? How are you able to do this? I imagine the Iranian government does not want you going on a Zoom and talking to any American broadcaster. Each American tourist that comes here, I'll tell them, yes. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, WhatsApp just got banned lately because of the protests. They're all banned. They're censored. You have to access them by a VPN. Mm. And, you know, it's like porno. Going through Instagram is like finding porno. Right. There's not much difference between them. And, you know, uh, they're all banned. I'm talking to you via VPN, mm -hmm. and I'm scared that the connection might drop. Right. I'm just scared. Yesterday, the whole thing, I couldn't connect via VPN. Right. You could connect via Wi-Fi, and Wi-Fi is extremely slow. I had to download a two-megabyte picture, and it took, um, it took two or three minutes. Two megabytes. Amir, let me ask it's you. Ridiculous. I am not going to say too much uh, about where you are. I'm going to say broadly you're in Tehran. Is that right? Yeah, I'm, I'm in Tehran. Don't worry about the security details. Um, people aren't going to figure anything out with my name. I don't you worry. Okay. All right. If you assure me that's the case. Yeah, it's like Sam. Okay, Sam. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Amir, I'd like you to use it. It's not like Tony. Okay, watch it, Amir. I'm reaching out to you. These are very turbulent times, and now you go after my name? By the way, I'd like to change my name for this interview, uh, if you're okay with that, Amir. Uh, let's see, what oh, should I be oh, for oh. this interview? I sh I'm going to be, uh, hmm, let's Kate see. Kate Blanchett? Yes, I'm Kate Blanchett. You You're call me Kate now. I'm Kate now. Call me Kate Blanchett. Just okay. Kate. All right, Amir. Um, yeah. We're being silly, which I'm glad because silliness must always prevail. Let me ask you this: Do you feel safe talking to me right now? Um. Yes and no. 
Yes, because uh, I already told uh, your producers uh, about uh, what I'm going to do about this. I asked them to change my tone a little. I don't want the same frequency as I'm talking to right now yep. as uh, when the episode comes out. Because people, because look, this, uh, the IRGC has, uh, has a system like NSA. They can find you via your sound. Or your image, I asked specifically not to show my face because that would cause me trouble. These are very intense times for you right now, yes? Yes, these are intense times. Uh, Days ago, the the state prison here called Evin was on fire. I heard about that. Yeah, by the way, I'm glad you guys heard about that because in here, uh, your news media just does nothing. So... There were videos of two uh, two motor shops, I think, were fire. I have a friend who lives near Evin. It was like, look, it was like hell. We had to close the windows. The windows were shattering. It was ridiculous. Everything was shaking. Is there any, Amir, let me ask you, uh, does anyone know what happened at, at the prison? You say you, uh, you live in the vicinity of the prison. Do they know what happened? We've heard that eight, is it eight prisoners died? Well, the state TV says four. Four prisoners died, but the state TV lies all the time. Mm-hmm. You, you right. just don't. At some point, we were like, whatever state TV says, just believe the opposite. Okay. A lot of times. And this tactic sometimes works and sometimes it doesn't because, you know, it's, the regime here is ridiculous. Uh, but still, it was, it's such a historical accident. I just saw it on, t- uh, on my phone and I was like, this is fucking historical. By the way, can I say fuck here? Uh, yeah, you've got bigger worries than that, uh, Amir. I wouldn't worry about swearing. Yeah, swear, okay. swear away. You're welcome to swear all you want. Because we're all very curious here in the United States. And of course, people all around the world are curious. What is it like to be in Iran right now, in Tehran, to be a young person, um, I've always been aware that uh, Iran has a very young population um, and people are very intelligent, they're educated, and they have strong opinions. And so uh, we'd like to hear from you right now uh, what it's like to live in Tehran during this revolution. Yeah, that's the main reason I called you guys to talk about the situation here, because we need more people to talk about us. This is not a joke. This is not BS. We want people to hear us, and um, your news organizations are just... I wish you guys could have seen your news organizations through my perspective. I wish you guys could read Persian so that you would understand the amount of lobbying happening, the amount of stuff that aren't being shown that must be shown. Yep, yep. I wish I could have come here uh, as myself and talked to you about comedy. I'm a comedy nerd. I can talk to comedy with you all day. It's my pure passion. Oh, okay. Pure, pure passion. But I'm going to have to talk about this. Then we'll get to completely. So... Well, uh, first of all, can I say, Amir, I think you've got your priorities completely upside down. <laughs> I know that some intense stuff is happening in Tehran right now, but we should talk about comedy first. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to talk about comedy first. I'm kidding, Amir. I'm kidding. Oh, you were kidding. At first, let me tell you what it is like uh, living as a young person in Iran. Mm-hmm. So I'm so let me tell you some of the restrictions here. And by the way, I'm lucky. I'm a guy. I'm a boy. Being a female here, being a girl here is a whole other hell. The reason this whole protest got started was Mahsa Amini. 
a, a, a 22 year old girl. That's why I sympathize so much with her. I was like, look, she's a 22 year old girl. She was beaten to death in custody. In custody. And the detainees next to her reported like, yes, they beat her to death. She had uh, blood coming out of her ears. Mm. And the state TV said she had a heart attack because of pre-medical conditions. So, you, so you're going to expect uh, people getting furious that, wait a minute, she, that's not the truth. She was beaten to death. There were images of her on her uh, on the hospital bed, and there were bruises on her eyes. Yeah, and uh, it's just lies. We're just seeing our government. By the way, it's not our government anymore. I'll, I'll get mad at anybody thinking, "Yeah, that's your government." No, these guys are not humans. And uh, you know, Masa Amini was just the beginning. These guys don't care about anybody. Let me talk to you. By the way, the conversation is going to get real dark now. As there's this 17-year-old girl, well, there was this 17-year-old girl called Nikar Shakhtar. So let me tell you what happened to her. She was protesting in Keshavar's Boulevard. She got arrested and she wasn't heard about for 10 days. Then her body was found with the bruises, and with bruises on her face, her face was beaten. She was beaten to death with batons on her face. Her parents reported that. Her nose was smashed. Her skull was broken. Again, Conan, 17-year-old girl, minus 18. To you guys, that's mine, right? Everywhere, that's mine. You don't hit a child to death. And then later, there were reports of her getting raped. Her getting raped for 10 days, Conan. She was tortured, raped, and beaten to death. You know, this is what they do. Like... You know when you see HBO or Netflix episodes and at the beginning of the episode it says caution, violence, sex, drug use, whatever? Now imagine the amount of cautions that you'd have to put simply just talking about Nika Shokan. A girl who was just protesting, she burned her scarf. Like you guys don't understand what burning a scarf means here. Mas Amini was in custody because she didn't look the right way. Her hair was out of length. Uh, her, her job wasn't proper. And the morality police arrested her, beat her to death. Like, how do you handle that news coming? Let me break in for a second and say that I do think there is an awareness of what's happening, uh, you know, in the West. We obviously don't know uh, to the great detail that you have because you're living there, but there are wide reports in the United States that this revolution is quite different than some of the disturbances that have happened before. I was reading an article recently that said that more young people and children are participating in the protests, which is quite different than anything that's happened before in memory in Iran. Is that the case? Yes. These are children. Look, these are people my age and less. Yeah. That's is insane. Three days ago in Ardebil, uh, they threw tear gas in a school in Ardebil. Ardebil is a town in Iran. And, and they, you know, took children as prisoners. And one child, a girl, a school girl, died. And uh, people, look, this protest has been going on for a month now. So each week you just hear terrible news after the other. This psychological situation, 
I'm, but I'm getting, I'm under so much psychological pressure. I hear this news and I'm like, what the hell are these animals doing to children? Like a child was killed. I think she was eight years old, nine years old. Like imagine going through that. Even in video games, you cannot shoot children. And they kill children. Do you think the revolution, which I remember very well in 1979, when the Shah fled and Iran turns over into this theocratic government, it's been such a long time since that happened. And there have been moments, many moments uh, since 1979, when young people have said, we want change, we want something different. Do you feel that what's happening right now is different than what's happened before? Do you feel like this, this revolution, this protest is stronger? Is it more vocal? Is there a chance that this could lead to change? Well, the main difference uh, about this protest was, first of all, it was a protest that was started as a, f uh, as a female rights group. Mm -hmm. Females, look, women in here have a lot to say about the constant oppression and how these guys just, like, imagine you cannot go out, like, Sona, by the way, hi, Sona. Hi. And, like, imagine, Sona, you're going out in the streets and you'll get arrested for showing your hair. You cannot wear a t-shirt, you have to be clothed all the time. They wear manteau, which is a long shirt, basically. It's, it's insane. And, you know, if you see a picture of it on, I don't know, New York Times, CNN, you'll be like, oh, that's Iran. But people in Iran will tell you, that's not what we want. We right. don't want that. I want my mother, all the women here, to walk freely without without being pressed charges here. Yeah. And the women here are fierce. They, you know, they're brave. They've not come to fuck around. Since the beginning of the protest, this is like the first time in the beginning of the protest, I noticed this. People were like, that, just saying that is right. insane. Right. People arrest you. People have gotten hanged for saying And you know, you know, they just torture, torture us here. Yeah. Evan Prison, we call it Evan University because there are so many scholars, so many university students, so many women, so many human rights activists. I want to talk about Hossein Munari. He went on a strike. Both of his, they broke both of his legs, Conan. He's a human rights activist. He was just saying how the regime was doing propaganda. Right. He got arrested. He is, in, he is in prison right now. There are so many people in prison right now. When the fire happened, people were like, this is, we're worried. These are geniuses in there. I mean, imagine, imagine the pain. Imagine the grief you would have to go through from that happening to you. There's a couple points I'd like to make. One is, um, you've said repeatedly, and I understand why you're saying it, is imagine, imagine this. And I have to be honest with you, I can't imagine it. It's, uh, it's unimaginable to me. Uh, it's unimaginable to people that live in a society like mine that this could happen. And I, I have yeah. incredible sympathy for what you and what your people are going through. Um, I would like to say that we'd very much like to speak to a woman and hear her point of view. If you have, 
if you have a friend who would be able to speak to us or would they be too worried to do that? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you guys my guess. Yeah. Uh, there's no female around me right now. Right. It's midnight here. Right. Okay. People okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but we would like to hear very much from uh, a woman uh, it, who is participating in this movement and hear from her point of view as well as your point of view. And you know, Conan, you talked about my personal experience growing up here. So I remember being in elementary school and they, we had Quran classes, Quran, the, the book mm -hmm. that Muslims read. You know about that, right? Yes, of the course. Quran. Yes. And so we had classes of Quran and they would tell us the whole premise of the class was just read Quran and read Quran, you know, musically, read it. Learn to read Quran the right way. And I was like, well, wait a minute. So I'm reading Quran, but I'm not reading the translation. I'm just reading in Arabic. Like, how insane is that? Reading yeah. the Quran in Arabic, not reading it in Persian, not, not reading what it says. And that's what people would say, like, well, are the protesters protesting Islam? I was like, look, the, our problem isn't with Islam. I just don't want Islam ruling my life. Right. Mm -hmm. I right. don't want Muslims, not even Islam. Like, there are Mughals here that haven't read Quran. They just make stuff up. They just make stuff up. They haven't even read Quran. This mandatory hijab, it's not in Quran. Muslims will tell you. It's not in Quran. They do a lot of stuff that's not in Quran. But since people don't read Quran here, they just need how to sing it perfectly. Like, yeah. it, it's crazy. Imagine if people were like, look, you're going to have to read uh, the script, but in Arabic, and don't understand anything. Just right. read it in Arabic. It's insane. It's just, you know, pure um, hypnotizing us. Yeah. It's indoctrination. The history book here is not the real history. And by the way, I urge you guys to share this knowledge, share this to everybody. It's what we want most. I heard, I saw posts on Instagram, people said, yes, celebrities are, are talking about Iran for attention. Yes, we want attention. Talk, I don't care if you're a narcissist or you're just some down-to-earth guy, post about Iran. People need to know about us. Okay. And this is important. Like, you know, formerly will come out and say, yes, it's because of America and Israel. He just says that so they can oppress people. So they yeah. can freely shoot people. And I've seen you have the same strategy at Conan and you shoot everybody in there. I mean, come <laughs> well, on. Well, I use, yeah. listen, if you're comparing me to the oppressive regime in Iran, you're not far off. I have I have my own way of uh, dealing with people, but it's a verbal assault. And um, how dare you, Amir? Amir, do me one favor. Do me one favor. I know you have notes there, but I want you to put your notes aside for a second because what I'd like to do is understand on a very human level, you, years old, um, yep. young man living in Tehran. Mm -hmm. I'd first like to know, how are you participating or are you participating in this revolution? And what do you do? What is your day-to-day? -day? How do you help out? How do you contribute? Yeah. So at the beginning of the protests, uh, by the way, till now, my parents, nobody knows about my protests. Because they'll tell me, don't go to protests, you're going to get killed. And, you know, I tell them, yes, okay, I won't go anywhere. But uh, I do, I, you know, it's an instinct. You cannot not do anything when you see a 17-year-old girl getting raped. 
Yep. Like, mm-hmm. that's not, look, I'm, I'm a guy. I cannot see that happening. Since I grew up, my parents tell me, you do not hit a girl. That's not appropriate. You do not hit a girl. Whatever you do, even if she takes out a knife, you do not hit that girl. And they be girls, they be children, they don't care. So what do you do? So, uh, I'm a nerd in the is my favorite thing in the world. Comedy and just two things that I love the most. Mm-hmm. And I've worked in a I won't tell you where and I won't tell you which city it is. And I would go house to house. People would open up their doors and protesters would come in running away from the IRGC's uh, forces and passages. People would come with wounds, with pellet wounds, with baton hits, and I would bandage them up and I told them what to do. I advised them. I asked as many doctors as I could about their situations. That's, uh, look, I'm a medicine freak. The least I can do is help them that way. And I urge everybody who can do that to do that. Help in whatever way you can. That was my help. And, you know, I would chant. But, you know, there are people getting shot. There are people getting killed in, your, in universities. They're really close a uh, friend of mine, uh, she tells me at universities, they just, they held each other's hands and they chanted and they sat there. They just protested whatever they did, whatever way they could. And, you know, the IRGC has spies among university students. Mm-hmm. There are people just like us. You see a guy with a tattoo, with a Nirvana t-shirt coming to university and this guy is from Basich. And uh, you cannot tell the difference. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, my problem with your news media, you guys are talking on on and on about Trump. Trump, Trump, Trump. Like, aren't you guys done with them already? I am, yeah. Enough. That's why we want to talk to you is this is an opportunity for us to try and understand on a human level what's going on, which is why I'm, I, I really wanna connect with you and understand your day-to-day experience. It sounds like what you said is you haven't told your parents that you're helping out in the protests. I won't dare tell my parents. I won't, I won't even dare tell them to listen to this episode. That's a lot of people, Amir, a lot of people won't admit they listen to Conan O'Brien, but for different reasons, okay? <laughs> you happen to have a very good one. Um, but I'm curious to know, because you would have a sense of how your friends feel and how your friends think. I have always imagined that yeah. there are many young, very intelligent um, people in Iran, very well educated, who are very unhappy and have been very unhappy with this government for a long time. Do you think that you and your friends feel that there's a chance that things could change or do most of your friends think it would be better just to leave Iran? Um, well, see, that's the plan everybody does here. Uh, in my school, I was, uh, there were a hundred people, same grade as mine, there were a hundred people, I think 40 of them or 50 of them have stayed. The others have left to Canada. A lot of my friends from the university are going to Canada. Cause this isn't, this isn't my, I, I don't think this is my country anymore. These guys don't treat me like a human being, and I'm a god. Imagine, imagine being a woman here. 
You can't yeah, talk God. freely. You can't sing. There's not a, you know, there's not a Cardi B concert here. There's no female concerts here. All men. Right. Uh, like, again, I'm insisting on that this movement started as a, as a women's rights movement. Mm -hmm. And in here, look, I'll lose hope about the protests when I see you guys stop talking about it. When I see okay. your news media just going silent on these stuff, I go, what the hell? They're just going to do what they did to us three years ago. Did you know, Conan, three years ago, there was another protest for fuel prices, and they cut internet completely for seven days. You do understand what that means? But or not? there are limits to what the Iranian government can do. You're an example right now. You're talking to us. Uh, I understand it's after midnight uh, in Tehran. Um, we're in Los Angeles, but we're having a real in-time conversation. Yeah. There is hope that if you can do this, many more people can get the word out and keep this story alive. Yeah, so there are stuff you guys can do, and I urge you guys to do this. Please tweet about us. Please talk about us. I want everyone, not just you, everyone in that studio and anyone you know, just ask them to talk about us. We need people to hear our voices because uh, it needs to be heard. There are crimes happening here that should not be forgotten. 180, more than, I think, more than 200 people died in the last month simply because they were like, look, we're not with the regime. Right. And the regime was like, well, guess what? I'm going to torture you guys, imprison you guys, and kill you guys. And guess what? The Muslim media won't talk shit about you guys. And that annoys the crap out of me. I need you guys, I urge you guys, everybody, anyone there, please talk about us. On that point, Amir, let me quickly ask you, I think there are many Americans, and I agree with you that we can, we can do our part to be more vocal about what's happening in Iran, and we should do that. And we will make people as aware through our platforms as, as, as aware as we can of our interview. And we're going to keep up, uh, you know, our, our end of things on that. But I do believe there are many people in the United States who think Iran is a, is a closed system. What is it we can possibly do? Uh, it's an isolated country. We don't have diplomatic relations with Iran. So what is it that Americans can do on a practical level to affect change? I think there is a feeling sometimes of helplessness in our there's, country. There's actually stuff you can do. Yeah, okay, go ahead. So contact your representatives. There, there are some uh, petitions online to throw out uh, the children of the officials. Look, Khamenei, his children, all the officials who have participated in the IRGC's crime and Khamenei's crimes and this regime's crimes, they all, you'll find their children on social media in America, in Hollywood, in Los Angeles. They, they take our money, the money that we gave them to. They steal that money and immigrate to U.S. to live a better life. So uh, what I'm asking you guys is contact your representatives in Congress, Parliament. Although I don't know the political system there, but ask uh, any officials, mail them, tell them something, ask them to identify and freeze the assets 
of the officials who participate in these crimes. I bet you you'll find a list of more than 50 or 100,000 people of just people who came there just because of privilege. Similar strategy has been used against the Russian government because obviously many Russian oligarchs have assets here in the United States. Uh, they've many, they emigrate here, they, they buy expensive properties, and there's been an attempt in the same way um, to uh, crack down on the people around Putin to increase pressure on him. You're saying that you think in the same way there are people who are related to uh, someone in the government uh, or to Khomeini yes. and, 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 and that they are living in the United States and that their assets could be frozen. I'm talking about Khomeini and not just Khomeini, everybody. Do you, right. know, by the way, do you know how extremely like crazy is that I'm telling you guys, I cannot say any of this to you guys. It's extremely dangerous. And I'm telling this because people need to hear about this. So, yes, contact your representatives, ask them to identify and freeze every asset of the uh, Islamic Republic's officials. There are petitions online, just you do a Google search and you'll find about them, or go on Twitter. Let me, let, let me ask you quickly, for clarification, when you talk about Khomeini, you're, I just want to make it clear to everyone that you are, uh, it's a distinction from, of obviously, Ayatollah Khomeini, who's been dead for a long, long time. Yes, and Khomeini is the supreme leader right now. Yes. This guy's just been torturing us for a long time. Like, uh, you know, look, Conan, want to know what my point of view is? I'm an Iranian. I don't want to live Iran. I really don't want to live Iran. I don't want to make anybody from a foreign country, from U.S., from Canada, uh, to beg them to accept me as what? A researcher? What the hell? I want to be normal. I want to be the same as you guys. Look, I'm a comedy fan. The first thing you would tell anybody who's a comedy, who wants to do comedy is go to a comedy club. Mm -hmm. You'll find a comedy club in LA or New, or New York or any state. In Iran, there's no comedy club. You're not going to find a comedy club to go perform as an open mic. There must be places, though, Amir, where where or ways that people like yourself who like comedy can gather secretly and and have performances. Does that happen? Um, yeah. So everything gets censored here. Yeah. You gotta understand everything here is politicized. Like if I make, look, let alone even politician, even if I make a joke about Muslims, it's extremely dangerous. And you don't want to do a joke about Islam to Muslims. But, you know, there's a lot of Muslims here. And you cannot just, you know, in order to do comedy, you'll have to either go uh, silent or you'll have to go like uh, Jim Gaffigan, just clean comedy. Right. Clean comedy works well. There are people who have made a lot of money from clean comedy. Are you saying that Jim Gaffigan could tour Iran right now? And he'd be welcome. Um, <laughs> wow, Berman. No, no, no. I'm. I love Jim Gaffigan, yeah. but I'm gonna tell him that I've got the word has come through. He should book a date in Tehran immediately. Yeah. No, no. no. Oh, okay. I'll bet you will find one offensive joke in his jokes that might get him. Right. Shit. Right. Well, he has to take that risk. Yes. Um, look, that's the risk Gaffigan has to take. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the reason you're 
telling him to call me. I'm here safe in my podcast studio in LA, but I think Jim Gaffigan needs to get over to <laughs> oh Tehran right away. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, Amir, what is your plan? What do you think you would like to do in the next year? Do you have a plan to try and leave yes. uh, Tehran? Yes, everybody has. Look, Conan, everybody in here has a plan to leave. Right, okay. Genius people are moving away. I'm going, I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to leave. That bothers me. That bothers me a lot. Right, okay. Now, I'm lucky because I kind of can, but there are people who are so under the poverty line. Look, there's guys so below zero, you need like 100, 200 millions for that guy to reach zero. And by the way, Conan, this protests, these, yes, these started as women's rights, but these are us telling you guys, the economy here is ridiculous. Everything is ridiculous. Like, remember when Trump was like, look, I've had it enough with nuclear deal. Yep. Which, was, which is, had its own benefits and, you know, its own casualties. So after that, the dollar price went up by five times, six times. And our worst car here is called Pride, Pride. Of all names, Pride. And we're not proud of that name, by the way, because the car <laughs> is terrible. This is it an Iranian, this is a car that's made in Iran and it's called- It's called Pride. Oh, it's called Pride. Yes. You have a car that's called Pride yeah, have, and it's, you're saying it's not a good car. Yeah, I have a joke where it was, Pride movement in here just means another family getting killed because of the accidents with Pride. Amir. Yeah, I know. Look. Amir. <laughs> look, you make really dark jokes here. This is not a, that's not a joke Gaffigan <laughs> is going to go with. The Pride is a very dangerous car, is what you're saying. Dangerous car. It's, 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 it's insane. Yeah. So the price of the shittiest car, right. Pride, was about 14 million, 15 million toman. Toman is the currency here. Right. So in a year, the price sparked up to a hundred, and right now, price is two hundred million. Wanna know what the minimum wage is in Iran? The minimum wage in Iran is three million per month. So if you divide two hundred by three, you're gonna get sixty-six, and you divide that by twelve, you're gonna get five, uh, five and a half year without spending any money just to buy price. Just to buy a terrible car that may kill you. Yeah. Yeah. People ask me, why do you want to leave? Well, look at the economical situation. You're like, like, forget the, like, like, let's forget about the whole freedom thing. Let's just talk about the economy situation here. I'm living with my parents. Do you really think I want to live with my parents? No. Well, I want yeah. to get out of here. But the real estate prices are so high. You cannot, you cannot simply buy a house or buy a, or rent a house even with a minimum wage. And look, I'm not that financially like bad. I'm normal. Right. And even I can't do that. Not, like so, imagine the guy who has nothing. Amir, one question that anyone would have at this moment is, um, and I, I think I obviously know what the answer is, but I have to ask it. There's this theocracy, there's this religious government that you and all of your friends and a large swath of the people are unhappy with, and the economy is in ruins. You wonder how long this government can sustain 
power? How can they stay in power? I understand they're using terror tactics to to repress the people, but it feels like things cannot... Do you have any hope that this just cannot continue at a certain point if enough people like you... Uh, if, a, if a large enough part of the population is disaffected and violently upset. So that's why I look at the protests now as a historical movement. Yeah. These are historical moments in Iran. And there have been a lot of historical moments happening in the past three years, Conan. This wasn't our first protest. There were protests happening 40 years ago, and after 10 years, there was another protest. But the protests have a long time between them. Right now, it's like a year and months even between protests. Yeah. That's why we're getting yeah. hopeful about this, because look, even if the protests stop, they're just going to be another protest, because people are fed up. Ask any Iranian you know about this, and they'll tell you. And I bet you there's a lot of Iranians there in LA, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, there's more Iranians in LA than some towns in Iran. Right. And I just cannot not talk about this, Colin. My main goal for this interview is for people to hear you on a very human level talking about what it's like in Tehran right now. And I think you've done that. I think you've done a lot of that. Um, I'm curious to know, you've said that your dream is to leave, um, which does make yeah. me sad that that people as intelligent as you should be the hope in the future of Iran. And it it saddens me uh, greatly that yourself and your peers feel like there is no future there, that this government yeah. can't change uh, because you do have a beautiful country. You do have a country with an incredible history and culture. And the fact that you feel that your only hope is to leave is uh, is devastatingly sad. Yeah, that's why I want this revolution to succeed. Because I want freedom. I want you to do a tour in Iran. And by the way, all of you guys, all the Conan staff is invited to my house. Oh, really? I'm going to give you the best first in June ever. Yeah. Oh. You come, if Iran gets free, the first place to come here is my house. And if you go anywhere, I'm not seeing you people. You're not what? Yeah, what's that? I think, didn't you? He said if we go anywhere else, you're not invited to it. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, Amir, Amir. No, no, no. The whole concept here is that I I need a friend. Uh, So um, you're my friend now in Tehran. So I want to come visit you. How would that go over if I visited you? uh, In in Tehran, would your friends even know who I am? Would they have any idea? Yeah, I'll have to explain to my friends, like, oh, I'm going to meet a Conan. And, you know, obviously they were like, who the hell is Conan? I was like, look, he's a comedian. He's my favorite comedian. He's an Irish fellow. He, uh, you know, he has red hair. He makes really great jokes. And they were like, oh, I love Bill Burr. And I was like, no, no, it's not like Okay, Amir. I had that coming, I guess. You'll stick out. I think you'll stick out in Iran a little bit. You know, I think, don't underestimate your parents, Amir. You know, they may know about me, you know, and uh, it's important. Do you know Kate Blanchett? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Just say this. Everybody knows Cone. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Everybody knows Cone, too. I was just making a joke. No, no, it's, it's very too late. And it's also, too, No, I like it. So no, let this man speak. I'm sorry, it's too he late. needs to be heard. <laughs> Are you saying that I'm beloved in Iran, Amir? We love you, Nicole. 
But Amir, the good news, uh, and I always try to look for some uh, optimistic shred of of light, uh, is that clearly you and your friends and 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 many people, not just your age, but I'm sure throughout many demographics and age groups in in Iran, it's not working. It's not working anymore. You know it's a lie. You know that that this is no way to live. And I think that obviously is the fuel that's uh, generating all of these revolutions yes. and protests. Yes, the plan failed. People are turning atheists now. Yeah. People are becoming atheists. Right. And I'm not going to tell you what's my, because, what, you know, like, I just see a lot Muslims who go crazy if I talk anything. Right. Bad about this. Right. So I'm just telling you guys, this is not Islamophobia. If you're saying take yeah. off your, we're not saying take off your hijab. We're just saying wear whatever you want. We just, I, I right. don't want to wear a hijab. I don't want to wear a hijab also. Mm-hmm. It's like insane. And there are so many ridiculous right. rules. Let me tell you something funny. They make advertisements for the state TV. And once in advertisements, there was a duck. And it went to the sensor, and the sensor told me, you cannot put a duck in this video because ducks walk in a sexual way. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. That guy is basically just telling you that he's got a thing for ducks. <laughs> That's, yes, I love that. I love that. Hey, we can't have any ducks because all of us want to fuck a duck. <laughs> Right? I mean, am I right? Yeah. We're all secret duck fuckers. We can't have that. I know. That's fantastic. That's a fantastic story. Yes, and I was like, what kind of pervert is joining this ham with fucking ducks? Like, who the hell is joining? Wait, what was your phrase the there? Johnny. Johnny is ham. Okay, listen, Amir, I was very sympathetic to you and the revolution until you took us down this duck-fucking avenue. Duck-fucking avenue. Now I must part with you completely. Uh, Amir, here is... please don't. I wish I could have talked to you a lot I know. Amir, well, maybe we'll talk again. Um, We have to keep these lines of communication. But Amir, listen to me. I am so glad that you reached out to us and um, I, I can't say that we're the best people to reach out to, but uh, we're here for you. And um, we feel uh, great sympathy, uh, not just uh, for you, but for all of your friends and everybody uh, in Iran who is going through this terrible experience. And we are thinking of you and we will do what we can to get your message out. And I just want you to know that you you do have friends here, specifically me and Sona um, and Matt Gorley and Blay, everyone in this booth and everybody on uh, Team Coco. We're with you and we'll use what platforms we have to make sure that your message gets out. But in the meantime, I want you to stay safe, okay? I, I, I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, we're going to have to move on, actually. And, oh, um, come on. I had so many jokes. And, you know... Um, you had jokes? You, you we, uh, we spoke for an hour. I haven't heard any of the jokes. He what jokes? open for Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Forget that joke. Just everybody listening to this, do whatever you can to support us. And go to Instagram, go to Twitter. I, we just need your support. 
And that's it. Well, you have our support, Amir, and you have our admiration, and you have our friendship, and we will do everything uh, in our power. Um, I'd like to pretend that I'm a very powerful person mm -hmm. in American entertainment. I, I don't think I am, but uh, we do have some influence, and we'll we'll do everything we can to thank you so much. Make sure that that Iran and your struggle are in our thoughts. Please tell all of your friends that there is great sympathy and love and support for the Iranian people going through what you're going through right now. I, I hope we can speak again. And look, the way the government was supposed to be, I shouldn't have been meeting you guys. I wasn't supposed yeah. to meet you guys because you guys are yeah. in the U.S. But we're talking about the magic of internet. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm grateful for that. Thank you so much for taking your time to speak with me. Thank you, Sona. And thank you, Blay, everybody. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Amir. Thank you very much. This was much. the time of my life. Thank you, Amir. Be safe. And I look forward to meeting you in person uh, under happier circumstances. Mm -hmm. Okay? That will happen. I hope we can talk in Iran. Come to my house. We'll have a dinner here. And, you I know, would love that. Maybe then my parents will know about you. I would be honored. <laughs> I would be honored to go uh, to Tehran, dine with your parents, and explain my career to them. It's going to involve them watching several hundred hours of YouTube, um, but that's just what it's going to take. But we'll... Uh, We'll see you in better times. It's either that or dark videos. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Amir. Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solateroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Music by Jimmy Vivino. Supervising producer, Aaron Blaird. Associate talent producer, Jennifer Samples. Associate producers, Sean Doherty and Lisa Berm. Engineered by Will Beckton. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This episode was edited and mixed by me, Brett Morris. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. Stitcher.